Welcome to the Rehope Podcast. Before we dive into this week's message, we'd like to provide you with some helpful resources. If you'd like someone to pray for you, it would be our joy to connect with you. So please email us at prayer at rehope.co.uk. If you'd like to get connected with an online Bible read-through group from wherever you are in the world, you can email brt at rehope.co.uk and be a part of a small group of people reading through the Bible cover to cover each year. Finally, if you would like to support the work and ministry of Rehope financially, you can do so online at rehope.co.uk slash giving. We pray you find this message encouraging, enlightening, and helpful. Enjoy. Well, good morning, Rehope West End. Um, it's a joy to be here. Um, as Laura said, my name is Abby, and my role here at Rehope is I oversee all the kind of business and infrastructure aspects of the church. So all the finances, the legal stuff, the HR, the buildings, etc. So this isn't actually in my job description. Um, and it's slightly out with my usual box, but honestly, it's such an honor and a privilege to be here today. Um, I used to be a part of Rehope, um, or just it was just Rehope back then. Um, and then my husband Jordan and I moved to the South Side around the time that our South Side location was starting, and we've been a part of the church there uh, kind of since the beginning. Um, but it's really fun to be back here. It's fun to see so many familiar faces, um, but it's even more fun to see so many faces that I don't know. Um, I get a chance to work closely with Laura, and I just love hearing all about what God is doing in this church, the people that he's bringing here. Um, it's really exciting. Um, and what a week it's been for you guys with the Christmas concerts at the start of the week that I heard were a whole bunch of fun. Um, I saw videos of snowball fights, which um, honestly, with Laura and Naomi, I expect nothing less. Um, and then Reap and Sew this weekend, which is amazing. And then the nativity at the start, like Christmas is well and truly here. Um, and it's the third Sunday in Advent. I've had a chance to listen to the past few Advent messages online. Um, and Wade started a few weeks ago teaching about hope in a time of uncertainty. And then Shagan last week brought a message on peace and how Jesus can be our peace. And so today it's my joy to bring a message on joy. And I don't know about you, but joy to me is one of those words that I just don't use a whole, like a whole lot in my normal speech. From like January to December, joy isn't one of those words that I use often. And then suddenly at December, we talk about it all the time. At Christmas, we see it on decorations, we sing songs about it. Um, we talk about how it's such a joyful season. We say it's a time of great tidings of comfort and joy. And there really is a lot to be joyful about at Christmas. All the fun Christmas events here at Rehope, all the different social things, the carols, the singing, all the food and how it's totally acceptable to just eat cheese and chocolate all month long, how we get to spend time with our friends and our family. You can understand why we'd use the word joy a whole lot more. And so what really is joy? Why do we associate it with Christmas and why is it something we talk about at Advent? When I first started looking at joy, I did that thing that I think everyone does when they start preaching, is I looked at the dictionary definition of joy, um, and it says that joy is great happiness, which I kind of feel is a decent summary. I feel like great happiness is what I feel when I feel joyful. I feel like that's, like, that's fine, that's not an offensive description. But then as I began to read what the Bible says about joy, it became clear that although joy is great happiness, joy is actually so much more than this. 
There is more than great happiness in our lives when things are going well. Great happiness when we get that job that we've been dreaming for or that spice that we've been longing for. Or when it's Christmas and there's lots of fun things happening, when we get that holiday or simply just get to lie in. It seems that biblical joy is more than just this. So joy is written a lot about in the Bible, in the Old Testament, in the Psalms, in the New Testament, in Jesus' teachings. And the apostles particularly have um, some quite challenging things to say about joy, or at least I found them quite challenging reading this, this time round. And it becomes clear that joy is not just great happiness, but it's something deeper, it's something more. James goes as far as to say in James chapter 1 that when we face trials, we are to count it a great joy. Paul says in Philippians, rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. We are to rejoice always. And Paul like, didn't have an easy time. And the more that I read what the Bible says about joy, the more it became apparent that the only way that this can make sense is if our joy is anchored in something deeper. If our biblical joy is not just joy that is great happiness, but it's joy that comes from Jesus. And therefore, it's not just dependent on our circumstances. And my hope today is to share a little bit more about what I mean when I say that joy is rooted in Jesus and to hopefully give us some like practical steps how to walk that out in this season. I'm going to start with a classic Christmas passage um, that I think Brian actually already shared at the Christmas concerts this week. Um, I promise I had it in my notes uh, before he shared it. Um, if you've got your Bibles with me, um, with you, can you please turn to Luke chapter 2? Um, the words will also be on the screen. So starting from verse 8, Luke says this. In the same region, shepherds were staying out in the fields and keeping watch at night over their flock. Then an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, don't be afraid, for look, I proclaim to you good news of great joy that will be for all people. Today in the city of David, a savior was born for you, who is the Messiah, the Lord. Don't be afraid, for look, I proclaim good news of great joy that will be for all people. A savior was born. This is great joy. As some might say, this is the reason for the season. This is what it's all about, this good news that a Savior was born for me, for you, and for all people. Jesus was born. God so loved the world that he sent his one and his only son to be born as a baby and then to die for us so that whoever believed in him would have eternal life. That this good news is great joy and this is still true today. Now, I feel like that's maybe a very basic statement. Jesus is always the answer, right? But it's true. And so I wanted to start today by simply saying this, that this good news at Christmas is true. And this is great joy. Um, I told my mum that I was preaching on joy and um, my mum reads a lot and she had a lot to share with me. Um, and she reads a lot of Henry Nouwen and I'm, I'm pretty sure that's not how you pronounce his name but that's what I'm committing to. Um, so to bring her joy, I wanted to share this quote with you. 
Um, Henry Nouwen describes joy as the experience of knowing that you're unconditionally loved and that nothing, sickness, failure, emotional distress, oppression, war, or even death can take that love away. We can have joy by knowing that we are unconditionally loved, that no matter what is going on around us, that this remains true that God so loved us that he sent his son to die for us. He loves us and he cares for us and he hears our prayers that we're not alone and nothing can take that away from us. And for many of us, uh, this is an easy thing to think about and to talk about at Christmas. And my hope is that for most of us here, Christmas is the time of rejoicing where we do feel joy and joy does come naturally. But I also know that Christmas can be a time when hard things in our life can feel even harder. When the pain of the past year can feel that little bit more real. When our hearts can break just that bit more. Or when the weight can feel just that little bit longer. It's been a wild few years for everyone and I'm sure that we all have our things that we're struggling to have joy in right now. And so today, I'm sorry, I'm not going to be able to give you a magic answer of how you can have joy despite all those things, but rather to simply try and point you back to Jesus, who I believe really is the source of all joy. He is the ultimate source of joy to begin with, and to remind you of this good news, to help plant your feet back into that firm foundation. So this season, no matter what your circumstances are, I want to encourage you to seek the source of all joy, to, to truly grasp what this good news of great joy means for you. Because joy that is rooted in Jesus is there for you no matter what your circumstances may be. If that's where you're at this Christmas, then I want to pray that God would give you the strength to face what you're facing, to have hope, to have peace, and to have joy again. And that if you aren't feeling joy right now or you're struggling with that, trust that joy will come again. That weeping may last through the night, but joy will come in the morning. We can embrace joy in a dark world, just not as an act of denial, but because we know that joy flows from an unchanging source and from the deepest springs of grace. This is good news of great joy. And since Wade and Shagan shared this verse, um, I felt that I probably should as well. Uh, John 16, verse 33 says this, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. You will have suffering in this world, but be courageous, I have conquered the world. Um, or as other translations say, take heart, for I have overcome the world. Just a few verses before that, John says, so you have sorrow now, but I will see you again. Your hearts will rejoice and no one will take away your joy from you. The Bible says that we will have troubles, that we will face difficulties, but we can take heart. We can have hope and peace and joy because Jesus has conquered death, because Jesus is alive and he has overcome. So friends, we can root our joy in Jesus because of this good news. But I think that joy is also something that we can grow in. It's something that we can practice. It's something that sometimes we do need to intentionally choose. Henry Nouwen, again, thank you, mum, explains that joy doesn't just happen to us by accident, that we choose joy or we choose not to every day. 
It's a choice, he says, based on the knowledge that we belong to God and have found God as our refuge and our safety and that nothing can take God away from us. It is our choice to root our joy in Jesus. And so this Christmas season, how do we actually do that? What are maybe some practical ways of how we can choose joy, maybe despite our circumstances? And there are three things that I want to encourage you with this morning. One is spending time in his presence. Two is rejoicing always with thanksgiving. And three is knowing the joy of your salvation. So firstly, spending time in his presence. Psalm 16 verse 11 says this, you reveal the path of life to me. In your presence is abundant joy. At your right hand are eternal pleasures. In your presence is abundant joy. In God's presence is abundant joy. Joy that is more than enough. Joy that we can have plenty of. David says this to God. He knows that joy is in right relationship with God, in being close to his presence. And now, because of that good news of great joy, his presence lives within us. Joy is also a fruit of the Spirit. It's the fruit of the Spirit's work within us. And what I mean by that is that um, the fruit of the Spirit is um, a metaphor used in Galatians that is basically just a condensed description of what happens when the Spirit of God gets a hold of our lives and changes and transforms us. And therefore, joy is the Spirit, is the fruit of the Spirit's transforming work within us. And in order to help that grow, it helps to spend time in his presence. Now, if you're anything like me, in December, all kind of routine goes out the window. It's colder, so you want to spend the extra hour in bed. Um, there's so many fun things going on, so you jam-pack your days as busy as you can. So setting aside time to spend in God's presence can sometimes be the first thing to go. My Jesus times get a little bit shorter and my Sabbaths a little bit less restful. But friends, David says that we can have abundant joy in his presence, that when we set, set time aside to spend with him, to dwell in his presence, to be still and know that he is God, there is abundant joy. So firstly, we can grow this fruit of the Spirit by spending time in his presence, by rooting ourselves back into the source of all joy. Secondly, we can practice joy by rejoicing always with thanksgiving. Philippians 4, verse 4 to 6 says this, Rejoice in the Lord always, and I will say it again, rejoice. Let your graciousness be known to everyone. The Lord is near. Don't worry about anything, but in everything, through prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. In everything, through prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. We can have joy by bringing everything to God through thanksgiving. It is so clear that there is an evident link between thankfulness and rejoicing, that gratitude can lead to joy. The Psalms um, are great at being really real and honest about expressing all the emotions, and they talk a lot about rejoicing. For example, in, it says in Psalm 92, verse 4, You have made me rejoice, Lord, by what you have done. I will shout for joy because of the works of your hand. Even though David went through some of the darkest, deepest, and 
times, he still declares that he can rejoice God for all he has done and praises him. Gratitude gives way to joy because gratitude helps us rejoice by what God has done. It teaches us to receive life as a gift in the moment that we're in, regardless of what lies ahead. And I don't know what each of your circumstances are, um, but I'm sure that each one of us can think of one thing that God has done for us, something that he has already been faithful in, and we can rejoice in that. We can shout for joy because of the works of his hands. Rejoicing always with thanksgiving allows a joy to grow within us that is not dependent on our circumstances. So firstly, spend time in his presence. Secondly, rejoice always with thanksgiving. And finally, I circle back to the beginning and want to encourage you all to choose joy by knowing the joy of your salvation. Remember, this is good news of great joy. We can have joy in all circumstances because of this good news. The good news that a savior was born who is the Messiah, that Jesus was born because God so loved the world he so loved his people, so loved you and me that he sent his son to die for us so that we can be in right relationship with God, so that we can have eternal life with him, so that we don't have to do this life alone, but that we can have hope in a greater future, so that we can have peace and so that we can have joy. And if you're here today and you've already given your life to Jesus, then may this be a reminder of that great joy. But if you're visiting today or someone's brought you along and you're kind of wondering what all this is about, um, then we here at Rehope really believe in this good news. We believe that this is true, that God really does love us, that he loved the world so much that this really did happen and that we can have hope and peace and joy because of this. And that is true for you today. So friends, joy can be joy that is rooted in Jesus. And we can practice that this season by spending time in his presence, by rejoicing always with thankfulness and knowing the joy of our salvation. Um, I've got three challenges for us today. Um, firstly, set time aside in this busy season to spend time in his presence daily. It may just be like five minutes or 10 minutes or whatever you can manage. Um, there's lots of great resources that can help guide that time. One that I love is just Lectio 365. It's like a 10 minute um, app that you can read or listen to and it just helps like guide that time in his presence. Um, but try and intentionally take moments to root yourself back into the source of all joy. Secondly, practice rejoicing always by thankfulness. Make a list this week of 10, at least, um, things that you're thankful for during this season. Keep that list on your phone or write it down and keep it in your pocket and take it out every now and then if you're struggling to have joy in that moment and remind yourself of all that God has done. If you've already given your life to Jesus, then ask God to restore the joy of your salvation to you. Tell someone your testimony this Christmas. I loved that share um, about that this morning. That was great. 
Um, I've had the privilege of working in Sky um, a couple of times over the past few years alongside a pastor called Gary Wilson. Um, and whenever we ask him, like, what can we prepare? What can we do? He just says, share your testimony. Um, because he knows and he understands the power in sharing our testimonies with people and reminding ourselves um, about what has God has done for us. If you haven't given your life to Jesus and you want to or you want to know more about how you can do that, um, please chat to any of the team here. They'd love to chat to you or you can go out for prayer afterwards um, or maybe consider joining the Alpha course in January. Um, you can find out more information online or by getting one of the wee flyers. Um, friends, joy is more than just great happiness. The Bible teaches us that joy is not just something that is always dependent on our circumstances, but that joy is more. That when we know Jesus, we can believe in him and walk with him and our joy can be rooted in him. That by spending time in his presence, rejoicing always and knowing the joy of our salvation, we can know Jesus as our source of joy. Friends, there is great joy for you today. Um, I'm going to pray for us. Uh, dear Heavenly Father, we just thank you for this great joy. Lord, we thank you that this season we celebrate this good news of great joy. And Lord, I pray a blessing of joy over everyone here today. Lord, will they know your joy more real this season? Lord, whatever their circumstances may be, would they know your goodness to them? Would they spend time in your presence, rejoice always with thankfulness? And Lord, would they know the joy of, your, of their salvation? Lord, we thank you and we praise you. And Lord, we are so, um, yeah, Lord, we're just so thankful for this great joy. Dear Lord, we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen.